Joan Castleman escorts her husband to a prestigious award ceremony. Albert Nobbs envisions a life outside the hotel in which they work. The Marquise de Mertuil plots to ruin a new bride. Alex Forrest stalks her one-night stand. Iris Gaines returns to a ball player's life. Sarah grieves with friends. And Jenny Fields raises a son on her own. This time on the Oscar should have gone to Glenn Close. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Hello. Hey, Meg. <laughs> um, usually, even if I have to re-record it, we've I've I've done a live intro, so we have something to kind of springboard off of. And I didn't write it. No, nope. I'm just going to do it later. Now we're just ooh, we're really peaking. Hang on. Now we're just kind of shooting the shit. This um, we've never recorded anything with just the two of us. It's just the two of us. We're doing something a little different this week. Um, for you, our loyal 125 listeners. Don't say up, that. It ends up being more than that, but I feel like there's 125 of people out there that are loyal listeners. Great. I'd you like know? to hear from all of them. Yeah. Um, I'd like their opinions on all of our pictures and which length my hair looks the best. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm debating doing something interesting with my hair. Anyway, sorry. Hashtag Meg Length. Let us Meg know. Length. Uh, what you think. That's not uh, about the length of the 2018 summer blockbuster, The Meg. It's about <laughs> Although I'd be interested in, in thoughts on that, too. Yeah, do you think that it was movie... too long? Was it too short? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Hashtag also Meg. <laughs> <laughs> that was on TV the other day, and that movie should have been a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, so this week what we're going to do is uh, a couple things. The first thing I think we're going to do is we're going to talk about Glenn Close, um, and we're gonna try and figure out when she should have when R. she should have won. An <laughs> Breaking news: um, Glenn Close. <laughs> we just killed her off. Oh dear. Um, we're gonna decide uh, maybe when she should have won an Oscar. If she should have won an Oscar, and even if uh, she still doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. That's um, that was why so, we're doing this. Yeah. So we'll talk about those those seven nominations, and then we will. Um, also, maybe talk a little bit about uh, what we've learned from between 1979 and 2008, all years we've done. Um, Did I, I already say s- that we've never recorded anything, just the two of us? Yeah. So this is going to be, you go. guys are going to listen to like seven minutes of this and be like, <clears throat> skip to the end and find out what year we're doing next time <laughs> when we will have a guest again. Um, but I thought we would just talk about, uh, uh, I ran some numbers percentage-wise to see um, how bad, not, no, we, we've, we've proven obviously that the Academy usually gets it wrong, but how badly have they gotten it wrong <laughs> is basically what I wanted to look into. Um, but let's talk about Glenn Close. I thought we maybe would start most recently and go back. Yeah, I think that's a really, hey, Craig? Hey, Craig? Yeah. Super agree with you. Great. Feeling a little loopy right now. We're drinking a couple of beers. It's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, it's, five it's five o'clock, o'clock right here. here. <laughs> Did my taxes today, yeah. as we just talked about, and then was so exhausted by them, came home from the accountant's place and... Uh, yeah, we're actually you know. recording in Megan's car because she can't pay the rent on her apartment <laughs> anymore. So... <laughs> oh, God, guys. Taxes are fun. It's bad. Well, we incorporated this year, so... Right. Um we didn't pay taxes like all year long, basically, and mm-hmm. now we're the, the time to pay the piper has come. And uh, this has been Tax Talk. Yeah. Uh, it's also opening day today. Um, Houston Astros won. I think the your Boston Red Sox are just starting. Mm-hmm. Or they just started. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great. I love baseball. Spring has sprung. Spring I'm happy sprung. to... I yeah. went skiing this weekend. You did. So winter... It's weird is, going from... Winter is coming. Yeah, winter. It's very weird. Actually, you know, there's so much snow at Mammoth right now where I yeah. was. That they are, the season is not going to end there until July 4th. They wow. will be open, like not the whole mountain, but. Yeah, like so go a, ahead, go out there, get yourself a hot dog, <laughs> jump on that double black dimey. 
It is very strange to me that, I mean, California's crazy how it's like spring and opening day and, and, and beautiful here. And then we drove back on Monday and I woke up to, you know, snow. It was snowing and cold there. Yeah. Anyway, guys. The mountains, the beach, the super bloom. We've got it all. We yeah. really have got it all. Um, Glenn Close. Oh, we're going to talk about Glenn Close. What are we going to do with this Glenn Close? Poor Glenn Close. You know, this, she even dressed. Do we talk about how she even like she dressed as an Oscar yeah. to the Oscars this year? That was a mistake. I mean, yeah. obviously the uh, hoisted by her own petard. Todd. That was actually something I was going to talk about later. We'll maybe get to Hamlet. Hey, what um, will we get to? Hamlet. Oh, that's um, right. She was in Hamlet. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this year first. So Glenn Close. This year lost her... Was she Gertrude in Hamlet? She was. Okay. She lost her seventh Oscar hmm. that she was nominated for to Olivia Coleman in The, in the Favorite. Now, and Olivia Col- I think both Craig and I agree we love The Favorite and we love Olivia Coleman. Uh-huh. It's definitely a better movie than... Definitely a better movie. The Wife. Definitely a better performance. Yeah. Um, subtle. I think... It, it, yeah. I, I think... I think Olivia Coleman's performance in The Favorite was maybe the best overall performance period this year. Yeah. I think the big thing, if you're trying to... Obviously, like, had Glenn Close won for The Wife, and we'll get into The Wife in a second, um, it's very much like Julianne Moore winning for Still Alice or, um, you know, a lot of these things that we've seen where it's it's not the best performance that the person gives. No, but it's, it's good a and certain she's year rewarded. And it's someone that's, you know, beloved and has been nominated multiple times in the past and not won. Let me ask you this. Has anybody been nominated? Is there anybody? So, so she's like the Susan Lucci of the Oscars at this point. Is there anybody that's been nominated more and not won? I don't think a woman. Peter O'Toole was nominated like, I want to say like nine times and never won. Um. I think Richard Burton was, like, up there and never won. Mm. Um, he was nominated a ton of times. But I don't think there's ever been a woman nominated. Although, you know who's getting close? It's like Amy Adams now has, like, five or six nominations. Oh, wow. And has not won. And not won. Yeah, she should definitely win. And it, it will be interesting to see with her if she continues getting nominated. Because the other thing you'll notice when we do this is Glenn Close was nominated six years ago for Albert Nobbs before this. And then it had been 24 years between nominations. She was nominated really? five times in, in the like 80s. six years in the 80s and then didn't get nominated again until 2012. Wow. So we'll see if someone like Amy Adams just sort of disappears from view for a couple decades and comes back and wins or doesn't win her Oscar. Hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing, if you're arguing for Glenn Close... Aside from being like this is a career achievement award and Olivia Coleman's really just jumped onto the scene, is that you could probably argue that Olivia Coleman's performance is maybe not the leading performance of that movie. Yeah, I I, I would think say I, I would say that, but also yeah. I don't know. I, I it's a, that's such a weird. Line. It's hard. It's hard because they're all. I feel like they're basically all like co leads. Yeah, I guess maybe it's slightly. If I had to pick someone whose story it is, I would maybe say Emma Stone yes. just because she kind of starts, she's there at the very... She, she's the yeah. impetus, yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. Olivia Colman was better. She definitely was. Yeah, and Glenn I, I, Close is very good in The Wife, which is a very mediocre movie. That's just fine. That has a good performance by her, a truly, truly terrible performance by, I think his name is Max Irons. He's Jeremy Irons' oh, the, son who plays the, the son in the son. movie. Yeah. Really bad performance. Christian Slater pops up. I'd want Christian Slater to work more, I'll tell you that much. I, I like Christian Slater. I don't know that I buy him as a um, intellectual at all. As an intellectual Stop. journalist. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to when I saw him uh, on Broadway in The Glass Menagerie playing Tom, the what? Tennessee Williams um, character. Not even, not in even that the play. gentleman caller? Yeah. Lord. Um, so... Do you know that I was Amanda in The Glass Menagerie in high school? So interesting. How was that performance? Uh, did people did people think it was weird because you had a gimp and they were like, why is she not playing Laura? She's a hunchback. <laughs> That's true. I had much worse posture than the girl that was my daughter. Um, no, I, I was captain of the, of the girls. I was captain of the varsity... Water polo team, and I uh-huh. quit to be in the glass menagerie. 
Hey, That's my commitment to the theater. You know what? If you hadn't done that, we probably, look at me now. We wouldn't be sitting here right now. Mm-mm. You probably would have drowned years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I mean, she's. Here's the thing about Glenn Close. I think we're and I we're gonna as we move back, we'll see this. I don't. Spoiler alert. I don't love maybe anything she's been in, other than The Shield, <laughs> which she couldn't be nominated for. So it's hard for me because I, these are not these 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 movies that she's been nominated for. I just don't. It's hard to root for her in right. them because it, I think they're good performances, but I they're not great. Most they're not great movies. For me, there's two big exceptions that we'll get to when we get back to the '80s. But um, I do think. That, I mean, definitely. Since 88, her best performances, I think, have been in television. I think she was great in The Shield, as you said. Mm -hmm. She won a bunch of Emmys for Damages, which she's very good in. Mm -hmm. I think that show goes back and forth, but she was always great in that. I've never seen it, but I assume she is good. I just think that, like, I like that that speed of Glenn Close, that, like, I'm a badass is Mm -hmm. very good. I don't... I don't love her when she's... She's not a chameleon for me. Sure. I think that there is, I think there is kind of like a, she is the, in that category. I think people put her in the category of like Meryl Streep or, or right. that, you know, like maybe even like a Kate Blanchett or like an Annette Benning. And I think that those, honestly, those women have a wider range. I think she does the, the Glenn Close thing that she does very well. Uh-huh. The, like I'm a badass bitch kind yeah. of thing very well. And I don't love, and we're going to, the next movie that we're going to talk about that she was nominated for, I didn't. I'll be honest with you. So, um, well, let's just jump to that. So that's 2012, and that is Albert Nobbs. Woof. <laughs> this movie is a tough hang. It is a real tough watch. Uh, God, I really did love Jenna McTeer, though. Um, oh, so that's actually one of my questions. This is one of the things I wrote down about Albert Nobbs. Um, because I don't know how much you knew it, because you had never seen the movie. No. So she plays a woman that has been living as a man for yes. 20 years or something after a brutal gang rape. Yes. Which, understandable. Yeah. Um, and this is all, like, just after turn of the 20th century... Ireland. Ireland. I, it is so... It is, I get what she's doing, and she's taken a big old swing, and I appreciate it. I do not love this performance. I don't know. I d- it's not a good movie, period. It's not good. I think the biggest flaw for her in terms of making this performance work is that Janet McTeer, who was nominated for Best Supporting Actress mm-hmm. for this movie, um, is basically doing the same thing at a much higher level than what Glenn Close for is sure. doing. For sure. And she even has more, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like that she looks more, ma- like she has Did more Did you know right away that features? she was also a, a woman? I, or, I, or is it just because you recognize Janet McTeer? I recognize Janet McTeer yeah. and I said, I think this is an actress. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's Janet McTeer. Oh yeah. It's a, like it wasn't yeah. a... It wasn't a complete giveaway, but in the sense that I was like, but I also bought her as a man. Right. Just maybe her her features or whatever. I yeah. was like, I buy. But Jane Richter is also just she's very tall. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When 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 in the beginning when she's when Glenn Close is like like walking around the house doing the stuff whatever. I was like, wow, that's very progressive of this boarding house to like allow a woman to just like put on a suit and like yeah. walk around and like that's how much I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Um, no, not a good movie. The, so the background to Albert Knobs is it was an off-Broadway show that Glenn Close had done, I think sometime in the 80s. And she had been... It was a play similar, Yes, similar to The Wife. It was a movie she had been trying to get made for years. The Wife, it was something like 10 years they were trying to get it made. Albert Knobs was even longer. Like, she was trying to get that movie made for like 20 years or something. Wow, that makes me, that bums me out. Yeah. Um, it's a bad movie. Passion um, projects are ra- so rarely pay off. Yeah. I also remembered about seven minutes into Albert Knobs that, uh, spoiler alert on the 2012 Albert Knobs, that she dies and how she dies at the end of the movie. <laughs> and I started sort of giggling to myself. And I was like, oh, I still have like an hour and 45 more minutes <laughs> of this movie happens. until that happens. Yeah. Which basically, uh, she gets knocked down, yeah. cracks her head open, then just goes to goes bed. Goes to bed and dies. Never wakes up. That's it. Um, 
and there's still like 20 minutes left of the movie when this happens. That's the other thing I didn't remember is there's a good like sixth of the movie left with her just dead. And it's interminable. And the movie's called Albert Nobbs. And Albert Nobbs is dead. And by the way, what does Brendan Gleeson say when he comes to He says like, oh, Albert Nobbs. Yeah. Brendan Gleeson's great like, in this movie. He can do no wrong. Well, here's the thing. The other thing about this movie that's interesting to me. Now, now that we're Mad getting I, off. That Mad-Eye Moody was a doctor. <laughs> now we're getting off of topic of Glenn Close, but I want to know why Mia Wasikowska is in more stuff. She's so good. I feel like we've asked this before, and I don't know why it came up before, because we definitely have not done any movies on this podcast she would have been in. No. But she, yeah, she's great. She's so good. And I think I looked her up after I did this to be, she did a like an indie last year called, that came out last year with Robert Pattinson that was called mm-hmm. Damsel, that... I don't know if. It oh, was, I remember this. I remember seeing trailers for it. I don't. It was even like know kind of a comedy. He was like in love with her. And yeah. She was like, yeah. Um, she dated Jesse Eisenberg for a while. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if that's she's, what did it. Maybe that. Well, he she also did her. those. She did both the Alice movies, and I feel like those probably both took like nine or ten months to shoot. So maybe it just pulled her just away from took other her away projects. From stuff. Yeah. I just um, I somebody give her a job because yeah, she's, she's terrific. I mean, she does. I know she makes interesting choices. She was in that movie with um, uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah, hell that movie was Stoker. Stoker, she makes interesting choices, and I, I if that's what you know what if she's happy doing that, that's cool. I just I would like to see her in more interesting shit. This is not it for her. No. I mean, she's fine in it. It's just yeah. not. A, it's a nothing part. This is a not good movie, and I don't think I don't know who else was nominated that year, but I definitely don't think Glenn Close should have. Won. Well, so this she's is like a, she's doing a voice thing. This is too. the biggest thing that sort of works in her favor if you want to try and make a case that she should have won in this year, which I don't, is that this year the Oscar went to Meryl Streep in The Iron Lady, which is also a very bad movie. Yeah. Um, Meryl Streep is, I think, better as Margaret Thatcher yes. than Glenn, Glenn Close, Close is, is playing a man in Albert Nobbs. That being said, they're both very bad movies. Like yeah. that. But, but here's but something I, else I, I thought but was again, interesting. I think, but I think that. But I think that. I'm sorry. Meryl Streep is a more her range. Yeah, and here's also I thought and she something does a interesting because obviously Meryl Streep's been nominated so many times you can never say she's overlooked by the Oscars. Mm-hmm. But when she won in 2012, it had been 29 years since she had last won an Oscar. Really? Which was for Sophie's for Choice. Sophie's Choice. And. That was the first year Glenn Close was nominated for an Oscar also. So I thought it was interesting that, you know, there was this sort of Glenn Close narrative that got trumped by this Meryl Streep narrative, but it had been, you know, almost 30 years for both of them. Has and Meryl they both Streep had only won. won two? Three now. Three. What's the third one? She won for Kramer vs. Kramer. Oh, right, right, right. Um, my pick of the nominated people from, for Best Actress this year, and it, this actually came up sometime in the last year because she said she wished she hadn't done the movie because of how she thinks... Um, was Viola Davis in The Help. Um, she said she wished she hadn't done the movie? Yeah. Oh. Which, again, also not a great movie. Um, actually, no. probably the best movie of those three movies. Um, but it also, but Glenn Close, I don't think, was ever really in this picture. It was very much Viola Davis versus yeah. Meryl Streep. Even looking at the awards, like I think Viola Davis had won the Golden Globe and the SAG Award. Why did she say she wished she... Because it was written by a white woman and it was... No, I think it was just because she was playing a person in service and she felt like that was the same sort of role she'd been offered over and over again. Right, right. Well, she, yeah, is definitely... I think she... Well, especially that, that scene at the end when she gets fired is such a powerful... I mean, she should have won for that scene yeah. alone, I guess. Um, I watched, I rewatched The Iron Lady in the lead up to this, and yeah, it's just not good. I had also forgotten. I've only seen clips of Meryl Streep, and I mean, she's. I had forgotten. I that just buy her 100%. The whole like concept of the movie is like old Margaret Thatcher looking like, and then it flashes back to her when she's right. younger, but when she's older, she's basically dementia ridden. And you see, it's a scene of her coming home from buying milk, and it's her and Jim Broadbent. Ooh, that's that's on the nose. Yeah, because they call her the milk snatcher. Yeah, um, it's her and Jim Broadbent sitting at the table, and then you learn that Jim Broadbent has died <laughs> years before, and she's just imagining him there. Wow. So that's sort of a constant throughout the movie. It also probably plays up the whole Margaret. Thatcher was an important woman thing mm. too much because she was first woman prime minister mm. and doesn't Glosses play off enough that she's a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. 
I don't know. I, mean, I, I guess mean, both I, are important. You know, it is important she broke that boundary. I, yeah. We just wish it would have been a better person that yeah. did it. I guess what I would say is, yeah, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't think, I just don't think she's good in Albert Nobbs. And I just don't. No. And I don't. And bad. I think part of that is she doesn't, and the movie's bad. And I think part of that is because I like Glenn Close, but she does not have the range that some of, like, I'm just going to lay it on the line. I think she does not have the range that some of these other actresses do. Sure. She's very much who she is. Yeah. Um, going back a little bit further, I actually really want to, I want to take a quick, uh, detour and talk about a movie from 2005 really quick, which is a movie called Heights, which is a indie. Um, no, tell me to watch this. I haven't watched no, this fucking movie. No, she wasn't nominated for it. Mm. Um, I remember when it first was at Sundance and I, humble brag, I know this because the woman who wrote Heights, I was in a play that she co-wrote. Okay. So I just, because I knew the woman, I was interested in seeking out the movie. But I remember out of Sundance, people were like, oh, will this get Glenn Close her Oscar? Because in the movie, she plays a very famous actress who's basically Glenn Close if Glenn Close had won a couple Oscars. Um, it's more of a, it's an indie family-esque drama. She plays Elizabeth Banks is probably the lead of the movie. Her and James Marsden are getting married. Glenn Close is her mother. Okay. She teaches that. And Glenn Close is great in the movie. It would have been, I guess, more of a supporting performance. But I looked at that year and I was like, well, you know, she never was really nominated for anything for it. Mm -hmm. Could she have been in the picture? And it's the year that Rachel Weisz won for Constant Gardner. And oh. I think she's great. And Michelle Williams was nominated for Brokeback, and she's great. Mm -hmm. But none of the other supporting performances that year are that good. So I was like, well, you know, if that movie had gotten more traction and she gotten in there, maybe she wins just because she's Glenn Close and she's never won before. Yeah. Because um, I don't think, I mean. I don't think it would have been big enough to run her as lead, but that's the year Reese Witherspoon won for Walk, Walk the, the Line. line so so that also it. feels like a performance that could have gotten, because that was her versus Felicity Huffman. Yeah. That again, it could have been like, well, it's Glenn Close. Let's, you know, it's not, there's nothing like transcendent getting nominated this year. Not that yeah. Reese Witherspoon isn't good in Walk the Line, but yeah. it's not a performance for the ages yeah. or something like that. Well, but I don't know that people would say, I mean, I, I think Olivia Coleman was amazing, but I don't yeah. know that that, I don't know that people, I don't know. She's such, such a newcomer. I don't right. know. It's all, it's all just such yeah. a crapshoot. Didn't she take, I mean, Glenn Close took kind of a break from acting, right? In like the mid. I think she was Honestly. maybe like raising her kids and yeah. then she was doing, I mean, she's always stayed and done theater and done on theater. and off and she'd win to TV and, um, the other one before we get into the 80s, which is really her heyday, was she played Gertrude in Hamlet in the Franco Zeffirelli Hamlet, which is where Mel Gibson is Hamlet. Right. Um, she um, was... I think I remember Mel Gibson correctly, <laughs> and he didn't say that. That Polonius guy did. That's a quote from Clueless. Um, I didn't rewatch Hamlet, the Mel Gibson Hamlet. So I don't remember her performance. I re I've actually never seen yeah. that. I I've seen the bedroom scene or the scene between the big, like, Gertrude Hamlet standoff because they do a whole thing with the bed where when she's he on stabs. the bed. And it, it's really, really it's very Oedipal oh. over the top, yeah. kind of, that it's already you, baked into the script. As but. somebody that's never seen it, I can imagine the whole thing beat by beat. Yeah. He plays Ophelia. Ophelia was Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Playing out beat by beat, I'm sure she was good in it because this—that's kind of the type of role. Like again, it's she's a little she's always wife, a little so. heightened. Yes. So doing a Shakespeare play, yeah, as a movie or anything that can be like a larger character, yeah, I think is sort of in her wheelhouse. Because mm -hmm. um, even though you know a lot of our great actors came from the theater, um, Glenn Close really came from the theater. Like her, the last big thing she had done before her first movie, which will talk about uh was barnum so it wasn't just even theater it was musical theater yeah so and she's always done a lot of that i so. will say uh before we get into the 80s a big role for me for her in the 90s i think this was the first thing that i probably saw her in she's quite good in and i know it's an action movie and so people will be like oh, talking about air force one i'm talking about air force one yeah she's great in air force one i mean people have been nominated for stuff like that that's yeah. like i mean that's in the in lines of in the in the realm of the fugitive 
or you know whatever that sort of a thing. I'm actually gonna. I can't and isn't what's his face? Is it Gary Oldman that's the bad guy yeah. in that? Yeah, I'm trying to remember if Air Force One is '96 or '97 because it makes a big difference in terms of the Academy Awards that year. She would have been probably up for supporting. Yes, obviously it would have been hard to get in there. It's '97, so oh, that's the reason why I say that's a big difference is because Kim Basinger won that year, oh, and no. why couldn't Glenn Close win if Kim Basinger? If Kim Basinger can fucking win. <laughs> Um, but I bring it up because if, it was, great if it was 96, it's she's beating Juliette Binoche in The English Patient, which I think no. you're definitely not doing with the Air Force One. No. But, I mean, Kim Basinger is not a good actress. No, at so. all. And also, that's not even... <laughs> and again, people love... I think I almost think she got that that Oscar because people love that movie so much. And it didn't get anything else, right? Did it? Uh, Mally Confidential? No, I don't think so. I think anyway. Yeah. I don't, um, so it was a way of rewarding that movie. Yeah, I think she could have. I mean, I really do think she could have been, if she had been nominated, she maybe could have won. And it's a great, it's, it's, again, it's exactly in her wheelhouse. It's her playing a badass bitch and like, and getting shit done. And I, uh, as the vice president, and I, yeah, I think that's what really speaks to her strengths. Um, it won Best Adapted Screenplay also. I just looked okay. that up. Um, talking about Hamlet, though, when I was looking, because she had been, I think she got nominated for some like smaller things, but not obviously not at the Oscars. But that's your Whoopi Goldberg one for Ghost, so oh. I don't think she's beating Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost. That's no, a, nobody's beating Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. And that, that was deserved. Yeah. You in danger, girl. So that brings us back to the 80s. Um, so her last nomination in the 80s was in 1988 for Best Leading Actress for Les Liaisons Dangereux. This is another one that I think she did, I think she's good in. Yeah. I think a lot of people have uh, like this movie and that performance more than you and I do. Because I think there's a, just in, after all this happened, going back and looking at stuff, a lot of people seem to really like that movie and be surprised that this maybe was her best chance to win when yeah. you look at the other nominees. Jodie Foster won her first Academy Award that year for The Accused. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen The Accused? No, I don't. I don't like rape stuff. Yeah. And I think, honestly, it's just more of an issue movie, and that probably hurt Glenn Close. Because yeah. villains have always had kind of a hard time winning at the Oscars. Yeah. It's not a catch-all, but she's playing the bad guy, and Jodie Foster's playing the rape victim. Yeah. So um, not to discount Jodie Foster's performance at all. I think Glenn Close's performance is probably better, yeah. having just rewatched The Accused I mean, uh, it's, in the lead-up to this. It's... But. Again, it's big. It's a big, yeah. which is never sort of my. I don't love that. It's right. like, and as somebody that I like watching villains, like I, I like seeing villains when I like watching villains, especially when great actresses are playing them. Um, it's not even my. It's I don't know. I don't. I don't know. The other person that was nominated that year that is the reason I find it hard to give Glenn Close the award. Um, if we redid the Oscars, and you know, maybe we'll go back and do acting awards. Um, even though I don't, I think I'd maybe give it to her over Jodie Foster. I don't know that I would give it to her over someone named Melanie Griffith in a little movie called Working, Working Girl. Girl. No fucking Let way. Let the river run. Let all the dreamers. Listen to me. I will always give that shit to Working Girl. Um, <laughs> I also just think, I, I also think, like, listen, that's not even, uh, I don't even, I'm not even, like, blown away by that, by that performance, yeah. but I think, again, there's something to me that's, there's something that speaks to the subtlety of that performance and the fact that she, you know what I mean, like, she she doesn't get the big sink your teeth into sort of, like, moments that, like, let's say Melanie Griffith, I mean, I'm a... a uh, Glenn Close does yeah. in in Dangerous Liaisons, or also Sigourney Weaver does, honestly, in right. Working Girl. Yeah, but she does a really great job with she does a really great job with you know being playing a more grounded character. And I kind of always would rather the Oscar go to someone because that's harder. Yeah, like degree of difficulty wise, that's harder. I agree, and I disagree with you. Um, the other people that uh, lost that year are Meryl Streep and Sigourney Weaver. Meryl Streep for a Cry in the Dark. Dingoes Ate My Baby. And Sigourney Weaver for Gorillas in the Mist. <laughs> so, 
double nomination for Sigourney Weaver that yeah. year. She, got, she, was a, she was nominated for Supporting Rape for mm-hmm. The Working Girl. Um, so that brings us to 1987, and this is my first case for Glenn should have her Oscar. Mm. Is this The Big Chill? 1987 is a little movie called Fatal Attraction. Oh, Fatal Attraction. Yeah, okay. Now, so this is a tough year. Cher wins the Oscar. For Moonstruck? For Moonstruck. Okay. Which is a good performance. When we Don't talked with Ryan Perez phone. about uh, this year, I think we all agreed Cher's a very good in Moonstruck. It's a very charming performance. Like, who doesn't like Cher? However, there's two actresses, I think, that year, Glenn Close being one of them, that deserve the Oscar better. Mm-hmm. More, more, not better. Um, I think I agree with that. Only because I really like... I really like Moonstruck, but it's, uh, it's, it, it's, there's, I think not only, I'm more charmed year, by the screenplay, I think, than I am yeah, by Yeah, and not only do I think her. the performances are better that year, I think both the characters are more indelible and led to other things, and okay. the other performance that year is Holly Hunter and Broadcast News. <sighs> see, I think, I, see, okay, so here's my, okay, so here's my comment. I'd give it to Holly Hunter before I'd give it to Glenn Close. And I think Glenn Close is amazing. I think my favorite Glenn Close performance is Fatal Attraction, I would say. It's it's very much in her wheelhouse, yeah. again, that we talked about. But it's also more, it gives her more, it's more interesting than her, just than, let's say, Air Force One, just like being a, you know, right. being a tough chick or whatever. It's it, the, the level of psychoses that she yeah. kind of has going on. She does a really good job of, of letting that, as the movie goes on, you realize she gets crazier and crazier. Right. And which is a fun thing to watch that character develop. Um, I mean, I, th- I still like Holly Hunter more. I think it's interesting because I think these are both of their peak performances. I think these are the, I agree with you, this is my Hunter and favorite Close, Glenn Close performance. Yeah. I also, it's definitely my favorite Holly Hunter performance as well. For sure. The one thing is, looking back with hindsight, is we know Holly Hunter gets an Oscar anyway four years later for the piano. Yeah. Or six years later for the piano. Um, so in that case, while I think it, you could say it's a toss-up, um, for me, I give it to Glenn Close this year because she doesn't really have another shot coming up. But, um, well, but maybe we that she... But, but if we're going we back and we're, yeah. and we're revisiting and we're saying, like, you know, like, each... If we're taking each year as a standalone thing, which is what right. we've been doing on this podcast, sure. I'm of, of all the performances that deserve to have it, I think it's... I think... I, I think Holly Hunter's better. See, I just like Fatal Attraction more. So I think... Than Broadcast News? Yeah. Oh, did you put that higher? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so I would choose Glenn Close. So this would be my... This would be one of my Oscars for going close. Spoiler alert: I have another one okay. going back. Okay, I would I, not. I would. I would still pick Holly Hunter, but I, I respect it, I and I, it. this is my favorite Glenn Close performance yeah. for sure. Um, so that brings us to her other run. So um, she doesn't get nominated for anything in '85 or '86, but she does get nominated for Best Supporting Actress three years in a row. 1984. Oh, I know what your her, other movies, which be, is by the way. The Natural. The Natural. So here's my my little gripe about The Natural, yeah. and this is going to be, this is the one, not the one snobby thing of me, but this is when I was in high school. Yeah. Remember when I was, you know, water polo queen and Amanda, Amanda and the Glass Menagerie. Glass Menagerie. Yeah. Everything was like coming up. I didn't not have to pay taxes. At all. Not, Definitely not having sex. No kissing boys. No. Uh, not really even talking to many but boys. But you know who she was reading. <laughs> But I was reading Bernard Malamud, and this was, I did take a class called Baseball, uh-huh. an American Narrative. See, that's what you get at a nice private school education. <laughs> we didn't have baseball classes at uh, Cypress Falls High School in Houston, Texas. Listen, um, it was about I took a little class baseball as literature. Economics, and another one called English. And again, can I be real with you? Should have taken an econ class. That should have been a... Why don't we... Everybody needs to do that. Everybody should take a class called How to Do Your Fucking Taxes. Let me tell you something. That was not what my econ class was. It was not How to Take Your Taxes. Uh It was AP Econ, and I did not take the AP Econ test because I didn't learn anything in the class. All right. Okay. Valid, valid, valid. Uh, Anyway, we read The Natural, and it was one of my favorite... It's one of my favorite books. Yeah. It's super, super good. And it's dark as... Right. Fuck. And the movie is not. And the movie is not. Yeah. And so I have never been able to get past that whole. And I like darker shit. Yeah. And so I've and and things that are you know stuff that like <laughs> says something negative about humanity. So I've never really needed. I've never really been able to get past the Hollywood treatment. Yeah, they definitely flip. They book. definitely flip. 
yeah. the movie in a lot of ways. Because spoiler it. alert, at the end of the movie, he, he doesn't. He hits home run. At the end of the book, run, he strikes out. And and he strikes out. Yeah, he strikes out. And, and then and is in, ruined. And in the movie, he hits a foul ball that goes just foul to not be a home run. In the book, he hits a foul ball that hits the Glenn Close character. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, yeah, I don't. I read a thing online that was interesting. I'd be curious to. I mean, I guess I don't. I don't think this is your opinion, but where Glenn Close said she was nominated for an Oscar basically because of the cinematographer, because he of that shot of her where with the her standing all in white. Yeah, yeah, and the sunlight. Yeah, this is sort of a nothing performance. It's Glenn Close, so she makes the most of it. Yeah, um, but. It's, she lost. She lost to Peggy Ashcroft in a Passage to India that year, and you know we didn't love that movie. Mm-hmm. I I don't, but I think Peggy Ashcroft is by far the best thing in that movie. She's the older yes woman, woman. like, and she's Easily. she's a dame, like she's acting royalty, and she was fantastic in that film. Yeah. So there's no way that I think even Glenn Close would make an argument she should have won an Oscar for her 24 lines in The Natural and yeah. standing up in the crowd so Redford will hit a home run. Will hit a home run. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, moving on. 1983, she's nominated for The Big Chill and she loses to Linda Hunt in The Year of Living Dangerously. So, bringing this almost full circle back to Albert Nobbs, Linda Hunt in The Year of Living Dangerously plays a character named Billy who is a half Australian, half Chinese dwarf. Mm -hmm. The whole movie takes place in um, I think... Either, oof, I just watched it. It's either Indonesia or Thailand. Basically, it's Mel Gibson as an Australian journalist. Um, I realized just now that I've been mixing this movie up with a, the year, a year of magical thinking, which is a fucking oh yeah, movie. very different. <laughs> um, but uh, so anyway, Linda Hunt in this movie plays a male dwarf. She's the only actor to ever win an Academy Award for playing a member of the opposite sex, not a trans, someone who's transgender or, in Glenn Close's case, playing a, a woman, woman who's just, just dressed, dressed as a male. As um, Interesting. Yeah. And honestly, if I didn't know going in that Linda Hunt played the role and won an Academy Award for it and was a woman, I probably would have thought it was a man. Um, it's a very—I don't like the movie— it's a very good performance. Yeah. Uh, it's very convincing. Um, and Glenn Close is great in The Big Chill, but that's basically an ensemble movie that she, I feel like her nomination is because she'd been nominated before and no one else in the movie. I think at that point, maybe maybe William Hurt had been nominated because they both oh got nominated God. every year in the 1980s. Every year. Um, but I, I put that that performance in the same category as The Natural. I like don't yeah, remember. It's a, it's, there's a little bit more, but it does feel like she was nominated to be like, we're nominating the big show for Best Picture, and we want to recognize someone in the cast, and we'll use Glenn Close. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah. All I remember is her smiling, uh, her, is Kevin Klein being like, you don't have to be happy about it. After Kevin Klein fucks her friend. Yeah. Very weird. Strange movie. Very strange movie. <laughs> I do love, I mean, she does have that great scene, which I talked about when we did that episode, when she is at, when they're all at the house, and she says something about, you know, oh, we only do that for people oh, yeah. that kill themselves in our bathroom, in our bathroom and then and she pauses and goes, why did I say that? That was terrible. Yeah. I think that's great. I great think that's close great. Moment. And that place, what was the part where he goes to jump in the car, and he, like, hurts himself, that guy? That was funny, too. Yeah. Um, Tom Berenger. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, big show, good movie. Not an Academy Award winning performance. No. What was? 1982. Jenny Fields. World According to Garb. World According to Garb. Yeah, she's, you're, that's, you're right. That's a great, that is a great performance. Yeah. And also, again, I think, I think underrated. And I, I think. I think if the Oscars were to get redone, like we often do on this podcast, um, and we do it year by year, but I think if people could just redo it in hindsight, I think she wins the Academy Award for this debut performance. Yeah. Because this is the Who year she is? loses to Jessica Lange and Tootsie. Ugh! Which I kind of looked back at, like, the Golden Globes and stuff like that. Jessica Lange sort of just swept through the season, won everything. It's so insane to me, because that is so... First of all, it's we've talked about, like... such a nothing performance. I don't love that movie, but yeah. it's also a nothing performance. Yeah, and Terry Gar... And we talked about this, too. Terry Gar also gets nominated. It's so much better in that movie than so Jessica Lange is. 
Um, I think Jessica Lange was just more of a known entity at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And it was a year, and people were like, let's give Jessica Lange her Oscar. Jessica Lange ends up winning again for Blue Sky years later as Best Actress in a movie that I've never seen, and I don't know... If have we'll you ever, ever seen it, it? or no. if anyone's ever seen it? No, has anybody ever um, seen Blue Sky? Tweeted us. But Jessica Lange has Jessica Lange, great actress. She's got two Oscars. She can give one of them to Glenn Close because Jenny Fields is a much much more much better performance, much more enduring character. I mean, I, listen, much more interesting movie. Much more inter- much more interesting movie, better movie. Um, I think the issue with Glenn Close that like we, we really bump up against here is other than a few a few movies. Yeah, I guess, and I. I I think just revisiting all of the movies and most of the stuff we've talked about, like, I don't love, they're they're not super, I don't find that they're super enduring movies. Right. They're not, I know people think, like my parents think fondly of the, on the big chill. Yeah. I would encourage them to rewatch it and be like, yeah, it's fun. It's not a great, a lot of these movies are not great. And, and especially her later stuff, this like Albert Knobs wife, yeah. whatever the, you know what I mean? And we looked at her, I looked at her IMDb and I just, there's a lot of movies that she's been in that I'm like, I'm sure it was a fine performance, but it's just not a, these movies are not movies that you're super, it's, that are super enjoyable to watch. Yeah. I do think it would be, I do think it would be interesting if we, you know, far in the future would go back and do something like. Meryl Streep and look at the all the movies she was nominated for because I think that's the person she's most often compared to. Yeah, for because sure. they are friends. They do have a similar thing where they're both very attractive women, but I don't think either of them are classically beautiful. Mm-hmm, for sure, women. Um, neither of them ever played that kind of woman. That mm-hmm. was like the woman that ever, everybody. Like, was they were into. never a je- young Jessica Lange. No. Um, so they're always compared, and obviously Meryl Streep has. 20 Oscar nominations and Glenn Close has seven and Meryl Streep has three Oscars and Glenn Mm -hmm. Close has zero. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it would be interesting to go back and look at Meryl Streep's and be like, well, how many should she have won of these 20 nominations? Because she has three and we've already said we probably wouldn't have given her the most recent one. No. Just based on her and Viola Davis. But I can name like 10 Meryl Streep movies that I love. Sure, but she's great. I'm just saying I think it would be interesting to go back and look at her career and be like, like, oh my God, she got nominated all these times, but maybe she should have won four times? Yeah. Like, um, whereas with Glenn Close, I feel like you can make an argument at least three of the seven nominations. I'm not saying I would have given it to her every year, but I think you can make an argument in 88, you can make an argument in 87, you can make an argument in 82. What's 88? That was Les Liaisons Don Cheroos, just based on who else she's nominated against. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Um, I mean, yeah. Because I don't think... So that's, you know, 40% of the time you can make an argument about it. And I'm wondering if it would even be that high with Meryl Streep that she'd be like, well, eight of these 20 times you can make an argument she should have won. Because something like A Cry in the Dark or um, Playing by Heart or things like this that is it August Osage County that it was just like, well, we like Meryl Streep. So we've yeah. got a fifth slot. Let's throw her in there. Um, she's not going to win. Yeah. Um, but we're, and so we're just going to nominate her for something. Yeah. yeah. And there's other things that I think that she should have been a bigger player in that because of the genre, something like Devil Wears Prada, yes. which I think she's incredible in, she was never going to win because it was basically a romantic comedy. Yeah, but she should have been nominated and maybe even should have won. Yeah. Whereas I just am like, look, I just kind of just did like a cursory scroll. I mean, the other thing too is like she just is not, close is not as prolific in a sense. Correct, yeah. She's doing other shit. She's doing theater. She's doing... Like she did TV, she did damages and whatever. She that took her kind of a little bit away from. And movies. you know what? She's got a Tony. Yeah, she's, she's got, got a, a Tony. bunch of Emmys. Mm-hmm. Meryl has. I know she has one Emmy. She doesn't have a Tony. She's also chosen more. I mean, she's also chosen smaller projects to be a part of. Yeah. So that should bring us to what's to come for Glenn Close because there's one big thing that's coming up for her. And that is that they have officially announced they are doing the musical version of Sunset Boulevard. Are they really? And she's playing for Norma, a movie. Yeah, and she's playing Norma Desmond. No way. So if she doesn't win for Norma Desmond, she's not going to win for anything. Yeah, the the only other shot she has is if they redo On Golden Pond in ten years, <laughs> and it's like her. Norma, and, you old poo. Yeah, yeah. That is one that if if you cannot win for playing Norma motherfucking Desmond. I don't know what you're going to win for. Yeah. 
That being said, I don't know how, I mean, I'm sure she'll be, I don't know. I don't, I don't love her in everything in the right. way, like, let me tell you. That feels like, but what we've talked about, what she excels at, that feels like something. I have not seen her in it. Like, I didn't get to see the concert version when they brought it back. No. Obviously, I didn't see the original when she did it. But that seems like something right in Glenn Close's wheelhouse. I guess. playing Norma Desmond. I guess. Because that's I just, very heightened, it's very, very high, old yeah. Hollywood. You're right. You're yeah. right, and that should be her. I think it's interesting because... And if, um, if Rami Malek can win an Oscar for not saying, then Glenn Close <laughs> should fucking win one Oscar for, for singing. fucking singing. Yeah. I will tell you, I don't know where, where I was going with this, but I just am thinking about, like, when we're comparing her with, like, Meryl Streep. I think it's interesting. We are talking about uh, Meryl Streep from this past year. Yeah. She was in Mary Poppins Returns uh-huh. in a truly baffling baffling role. Rachel Lewis, if you're listening to this, just uh, <laughs> mute the podcast for the next couple <laughs> minutes, okay? And I still, like, she has such goodwill built up for me because yeah. of, I, I just still loved her. I mean, I still, I, even though I was like, I have no idea what is happening, I don't, but you kind of still buy it. Yeah. In a way, I don't, I will buy whatever Meryl Streep is selling to me. Right. I, I do not feel that way about Glenn Close. I will buy whatever, um, really whatever Kate Blanchett is selling to me. Mm-hmm. Even stuff that I'm like, yeah, she, you know, I don't know about, I don't know about this, but I will right. buy it. Yeah. I don't have that same affinity and affection for Glenn Close. Right. I don't know if it's, and I think part of that is because she's never been in uh, one of my favorite movies. She's, right. I, there's, I don't have that, that, uh, that like, oh, I loved that movie so much when I was, you know, whatever, a kid or even right. now. I don't, she doesn't have that. She's not quite as um, iconic in that way. I realize she is to some people because I think people feel that way about Fatal Attraction for sure. Right. Um, I would give her that act the Oscar for Jenny Fields though. Yes. 1982. What is it? 82. 82. She should have had an Oscar for almost almost 40 years. Yeah. 37 years ago, she should have won an Oscar. Jessica fucking Lang. Guys, if you think Tootsie is good, please go back and watch Tootsie. Megan Megan implores you to watch Tootsie. Watch Tootsie and decide. Watch Tootsie and then watch The World According to Garp, and you tell me that movie is better than The World According to Garp, I will be gobsmacked. Yeah. And particularly the performances. Yes. Even if for some reason you like the seven good jokes in Tootsie, um, tell us that Glenn Close isn't better than Jessica Lange. Than Lang. Jessica Lange. Yeah. We will fight you. I will, f- I will come to your house. You can, you can send us a tweet. <laughs> We will we will fight publicly you. send the tweet saying where you live. Yes. And then Venmo us money for a plane ticket. Mm-hmm. Megan and I will Unless come you're there. in LA and then just Venmo me gas money, honestly. Yeah. It's not gonna be that expensive. If you're close enough, Venmo us money for a, a bird. For a bird. For a bird. For a scooter. scooter. I'll scoot there. I'm not about scooting. I love scooting. Yeah. I'll scoot over. But I will fight you because it's definitely a better performance and I the, I I'm if you think the movie is better than, and because I honestly because again people make the the, the argument and I, I understand it of like okay great great performance but like the movie's just so not like the wife is like I'm I, you know I'm sad for her that she didn't win but I'm also like man it's not a great movie yeah. so it's it's and you know I'm sure Glenn would have been obviously over the moon to have an Oscar I think when she's looking back when she's doing on Golden Pond <laughs> at at fifteen years from now yeah. At, in New Haven in, or wherever on stage in in Waterworld. Yeah, we're yeah, exactly. She um, she'll be like, man, I wish I had it for the World According to Garp. Mm-hmm. I wish I had it for Fatal Attraction. Mm-hmm. So if you're keeping score at home, I gave Glenn Close two Oscars. Megan gave her one, mm-hmm. but Megan has given Holly Hunter two Oscars. I have <laughs> given Holly Hunter two. I She's love Holly two. Hunter. Yeah. She's so. And Jessica Lang, you only got one now. We took one of your Oscars, bitch. And you know what? I'm going to watch Blue Sky. See if you I'll deserve that one. I will get back to you. You go ahead and you hoard all your Ryan Murphy Golden Globes. But truly? maybe you don't have an Oscar anymore. But truly, if I went through Meryl Streep's IMDb, I bet I could find, like, we should do that. Because I bet I could find, like, seven or eight Oscars to give her. Well, we'll see. Um, one, one for sure, which would be, my God, you are brave. 
That was my Karen Blixen. Yes, from Out of Africa. 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 South Africa. Last night I dreamed I went to Africa again. <laughs> that's, that's a show I'm working on for Megan. Um, it's a mixture of Rebecca and Out of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> that's sure to win me something, yeah, right? Yeah. By the way, I Megan don't know just why... won an ovation award from the Los Angeles <laughs> Theater Association. I'm just thinking of, because we're talking about South Africa. Yeah. Um, that makes me think of Charlize Theron. And mm-hmm. A, Telly was on TV the other day. That is a great fucking movie. Had you seen it? Yes, I saw it in theaters and I kind she's of forgot so about it. She's so good in it. She's so good in it. It maybe it's... falls apart at the end, but she's so good in it. She's movie. great. I really like it. Yeah. And then also, I'm excited for, I think that movie that she's doing with... Longshot. I think it looks good. It looks funny. And I love... Was the hit of South by Southwest. And I love Mr. and Diane Regal. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of what we've learned um, oh, over the 30 years of Oscars we've, uh, we've done. So I, I, I learned ta- movies take a long time to watch. I tabulated some... How much time have I spent watching oh, things? that's a good thing that I should actually... I should figure out. Yeah. Just of the... Just the nominees alone. Yeah. And then figure out how much time you spent figuring out how much time we spent. Yeah. That'll take a couple hours, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did go through, and I did three categories, okay? So I went through the 30 years from 79 to 2008, not counting the... You're always doing work for this podcast. It's a good thing I supply beer. Yeah, because... that's what you're here for. Mm-hmm. Um, and the audio equipment, so. So I did three categories. I did, basically, if we picked the best picture in the same year, like on this podcast, if we... If you or I said this was the best picture, and also that's what the Academy said. Okay. So I went through and I looked, how many times did I say that they got it right? How many times did you say they got it right? How many times did the guests say they got it right? Okay, so let's talk about that first. Sure. Okay, so. So that's 30 years. So we've done 30 years. Yes. Okay. Our guests have picked the Academy Award winner for best picture as the true best picture of the year six times. Wow. Out of 30. Out of 30. Okay. What about me? You have said the Oscars were correct nine times. What? Yes. I said nine times. Yes. Yeah. And I said it four times. Wow. So all four of my times were unanimous years. So the guest also said this and you also said that. And that was Kramer vs. Kramer, mm-hmm. Amadeus, mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. and Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. Schindler's List for I, I for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All four of those for sure. Yeah. But I would love to know somebody that's yeah. Mm-hmm. The okay. guest also thought those, that the Oscars got it right. Those four times. Yeah, those plus. four times plus Terms of Endearment, which you also said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan O'Connor. And Buffy said the departed, which neither of us said. No. But that was the other year. The other years that you said were correct. Titanic. 1985, Out of Africa. Oh, God, I love that movie. 1986, Platoon. Mm-hmm. Stand by that. Titanic. Yes, stand by that times a million. American Beauty. Yeah, I might need to revisit that. <laughs> um, that was it. So The only one that I wonder about so, is American Beauty. Yeah, and what did so, you say should have won that year? I said The Insider. No. And I don't remember what our guest said. Joe, oh, Joey, Joey said either Magnolia or Cider House Rules. Right. Not Cider House Rules, no. but maybe Magnolia. Um, so then... I don't know. The, maybe American Beauty. So percentage-wise, you're saying... You said 30% of the time the Oscars got it right, which is the highest of all of us. I said 13% of the time wow. they got it right. Wow. So then I did, if we just limit it to the nominees... Mm-hmm. So when we go through and we rank them, of just the nominees, did they get it right? So I thought that would be interesting. I said of just the nominees, they got it right eight times. Okay. You said they got it right 12 times okay. out of just the nominees. Out of just the nominees. Our guests said nine times. So well, when we go into just those. the nominees, um, aside from those four winners, so Kramer versus Kramer, we both said... Terms of, Terms of Endearment, we all said for nomination-wise, Amadeus. Um, out of Africa, out of nominations, I said also. Um, you said Platoon, Science of Lamb, Schindler's List. Um, Titanic, you said. Um, American Beauty. 
2000, you said Gladiator of the nominees. What did you say? Not that? I said in 2000, Aaron Brockovich. Oh. Um, 2002, I picked Chicago of the nominees. Ugh, and I did not. You did not. And then, this is fascinating, I'm sure, for everyone right now. <laughs> 2004, you said Million Dollar Baby of the nominees. And then we all said The Departed of right, the nominees. Right, of the nominees. Should have won. So then, here's the one that I thought was most interesting um, out of all that, is then I went through and said, what movie did we choose from that year, just period, and how many times was that movie not even nominated? Not even nominated, okay. So nine times. We chose a movie that was not You chose a movie that was not nominated. I chose a movie that was not nominated. 13 times I chose a movie movie that that was not not nominated. nominated. Um, So those movies were... In 1980, I said the best movie of the year was, oh, The Shining. Um, 81, I said Body Heat, not nominated. 83, I said King of Comedy, not nominated. In 88, uh, we all said Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, for sure. In 89, we all said Do the Right Thing, Mm -hmm. not nominated. Mm -hmm. In 1992... You originally said A League of Their Own, then you said maybe Malcolm X. Malcolm X. So, but either way, By the way, both not nominated. Yeah. Um, 96, Maddie and I said Boogie Nights. Or that's 97, excuse me. 96, you and Whitney both said Romeo and Juliet. All right. That's crazy that I said that. But I still You might have gotten peer pressured over it. I think I got. Because you like the English patient. I do like (laughs) the English. I did like the English patient. Um... And Whitney, I still loved, like Whitney Love Shine, so I can't believe that was, that was the craziest thing that's ever been said on this podcast. That was the that was bunk. The amount that she loved Shine, yeah. that of would you say that is the most shocking thing that the most shocking opinion that I has think been that shared? was the most shocking opinion that's been shared on this podcast. Yeah, I would agree. Um, we do not endorse Shine, guys. No, don't watch Shine. Please don't go watch Shine. It's not good. Um, I'm trying to 2001, 2000. I'm trying to remember what movie we said. I'm sure it's in here. Um, I have it somewhere. 2001, we both said Royal Tenenbaums. 2002, I said Adaptation. 2003, I said City of God. 2004, Mm. we both said Eternal Sunshine. Mm -hmm. 2006, we both said Children of Men. Mm -hmm. Ugh, easily. 2006 was such a good year. Yeah. And then 2008, you said something that wasn't nominated either. And I don't have any of that in front of me. Why not? Because I'm an idiot. What are you fucking doing, dude? Um... Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting because I'm not surprised that the Academy gets it wrong. I was surprised how, percentage-wise, how much they got it wrong. Yeah, a lot. Because, like... Because I, I feel like I, I give I them cho- the... Bu- I thought they got the right best picture 13% of the time. Yeah. And, I, I, listen, I like big, big but, budget she things. But, I lie. like them. <laughs> But I would say... I don't know. 2008? Revolutionary Road. I said Revolutionary Road. You said Revolutionary Road. That makes sense. Definitely. I definitely said that. And then I'm going to pull up 2000 right here. Um, one thing I'd like to know. Oh, we said Almost Famous. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That wasn't nominated? No, that's a good choice. We're better at this. That's insane. Wait, that wasn't nominated? No. That's insane. Yeah. That movie is like one of the best movies of the past like 20 years. That's crazy. Okay, so I think that we can probably both agree. Yeah. I would say that empirically the worst made movie that was nominated for an Oscar of the past 30 years, or whatever, mm-hmm. the 30 years that we did, from what, did we see, 1979 to 2009 or whatever? Yeah, 79 to 2008, yeah. Uh, I would say Hope and Glory is the worst. I'd, I'd, I don't even, I would, I would not even say that I enjoyed it the least. I'd say I probably enjoyed Hope and it more Glory than and like the Accidental Tourist are the two that I can't really even build an argument for, I don't think. No. Yeah. Oh, the Accidental Tourist, I forgot about that. That's also very, very The bad. Thin Red Line, I understand. maybe the last, of all of the movies we've watched, maybe the last one I would go back and watch again because of its length and yes. how much I dislike and it. because of how much I like it. But I can, I can understand why other people like it. Whereas those I d- other two, I, I'm not even sure I can figure that out. I don't. I can't get. I can't get. I can't get my head around either of them. 
Yeah. Those two movies. And then I also really, yeah, really hate The Thin Red Line. I didn't like Letters from Iwo Jima at all. Mm-hmm. And that was also a bitch and a long movie to Apocalypse watch. Apocalypse Now you loved. Apocalypse Now. I'm trying to think of other movies that I really, I really also, there was a, I didn't, I hated A Passage to India. A lot uh-huh. of those Merchant Ivory movies I did. I've learned that I hate, um, we talked about this very early on, I don't like musical bio. Picks. Biopics. Yep, we don't care about Ray. We don't care about. Nope. What's another one that we did? That's all of them. Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Ra- oh, My Left Foot was. That's a. Bi- yeah, we, I think biopics. Biopics bio almost across the across board. Across the board. Particularly about troubled men with yeah. disabilities. Not great. Yeah, not interested in those movies. Do you have a very favorite of the movies we've watched so far? Of the nominees? Because I think it would have to of, narrow it down. Of anything. But uh, yeah, of the nominees. Because I was gonna say of anything, yeah. but would be, these would be like my favorite, like yeah. I don't know, out of Africa, whatever. Right. Titanic. Uh, of the of the nominees, I mean, I think Schindler's List is amazing. I think Amadeus is such a delight, mm-hmm. such a fun, fun movie to watch. Um, what do you think? I think Silence of the Lambs is your favorite. Is the Best movie I've watched for this podcast still, and that includes all the nominees and all the other movies I've watched. Okay, I will say... And that includes, like, Royal Tenenbaums going into this, I would have said was my second favorite movie of all time, and now maybe it's my third, because I still love that movie, but I think Silence of the Lambs is a better movie. Yeah. I think I would say that about probably... I'm sorry, this is so dark, but Schindler's List. I have, like, a real... Oh, I just listened to this, another podcast, about all. it was a three-parter about Joseph Mengele. Oh yeah, the angel of death. Mm-hmm. I had a real, I I have a real. I got a real itch for that Holocaust and just. I don't know what it is. I don't know what, but that movie is incredible. And uh, I had never really like sat down and watched it all the way through. Mm-hmm. And like I'd seen it all, but like in kind of like chunks. Right. And I sat. I had to take a break in the middle because it was too dark and walk around the uh, neighborhood with my dog, but. Uh, that movie is incredible. And that movie and Amadeus are... Is Amadeus, Amadeus, you think, is the best best picture of the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I think that's correct. I think it's... I don't know if it's my favorite movie of the 80s, but I think it's definitely the best movie that won. Yeah, no. In the I, 80s. I don't, know, I don't know if it's my favorite movie of the 80s, but it's definitely... Yeah, it's, it's my favorite movie that won for sure. And yeah. probably that was nominated? Maybe other than Working Girl? Yeah. I think, and I think for me, Science of the Lambs is the best movie that won in the 90s, but I can get the Schindler's List argument. Yeah. And Titanic, obviously. And then, yeah, of course. Rose is dead. Um, rest in peace, Rose. I do want to get, listen, I know it's hard because we did, I know it's hard because we've done, because it, get, it goes to more nominees, but I think it would be interesting too to do, you know, 2000, what? Well, I think we'll do 2009 this year when it goes to 10 nominees, and we'll probably take an extra week in between to give us, because there are 10 movies. Yeah. So that's before it even was five to 10 movies. That was during the just 10 movies. 2009 is kind of a rough year. Isn't so that'll it be like District 9 that year? Hurt Locker won. Hurt Locker. I think just, it may be District 9 that year. It's like Hurt Locker Avatar was the big race. Hurt Locker's a great movie. No, but it's not, it's not the best year. Here's a fun fact about me in District 9. I went to see that movie in theaters and out here. I just moved out here and we were, I sat in the front row because mm-hmm. that was, the, it was sold out because yeah. it wasn't in a ton of theaters. And I hate sitting in the front row. It makes me sick. And in the first 10 minutes of the movie, I had to leave, go to the bathroom, barf. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't be here. And then I went. And this is when you found out you were pregnant. Oh God. This is my... Like third pregnancy. Yeah, I do have no children. Yeah. Uh, no, and then I just took like a took like a break and saw a later showing and sat further back and was fine. Oh, smart. I think I would have just had to suck it up. Once I was there, I was like, I got just got to do this. Just got to sit through it. Um, uh, so if I had would have thrown up, I probably would have figured it out. Yeah. Well, uh, I will say they're wrong. The Oscars are wrong a lot of yes. the time. They were wrong this year for sure. Yeah, they were wrong last year. And they were wrong last year, and I, I actually thought they were right a couple years in a row. 
before that, right now. But, you know, maybe in 2025, 2026, uh, I'll feel differently mm-hmm. about that. Um, should we wrap this baby up? I guess so. This has been a nice one, yeah. short for us. Yeah, this, we... a, this is a shorter one for us, but don't worry. We'll be back, and we'll have a really long one probably next time. When will we be talking about 1971? That's even before Megan and I were born. Well before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the French Connection won that year. Um, and the other nominees are Nicholas and Alexandra. I've never seen any of these nominees, I'd like to say. I've definitely, I've never seen, I've seen French Connection. I've never seen Nicholas and Alexandra. I haven't watched A Clockwork Orange, another nominee in 15 years, maybe. I think that's going to upset me. Probably. I don't want to see this. Uh, the last picture show I actually did watch because I'd never seen it. I watched it maybe three or four years ago. And then Fiddler on the Roof. And I don't know that I've ever seen the movie version of Fiddler on the Roof. I have not. I've seen it on seen the it Broadway. On the stage. Yeah. Um, so that's what we'll be back with next time. So this was a shorty just to wet your whistles. But I think if you are interested in hearing more about, if we're going to. Yeah, if you like this thing, uh, tweet at us and tell us, yeah, we like this. Um, what they sh- what people should have won Oscars for. We could do directors. Yeah. We could do more actors. For sure. Uh, Megan, do you have anything Costume to plug? Costume designers. Yeah, we're not going to do that, though. If you, if one of you fuckers tweets at us and says, who, when should have Ray Hartcamp won for best sound mixing of his four nominees, I swear to God, you'll get blocked. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm remembering my whole tax drama now, and it's yeah. so terrible. No. Um, nothing to plug? Uh, my Venmo account. <laughs> Please Venmo Megan. <laughs> um, you can follow us on the Twitter at the Oscar Should, uh, Instagram at the Oscar Should Have Gone to Facebook. Um, if you like the podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. Um, tell your friends, and yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks, and we'll do a little 1971 action. Uh, we've got a couple episodes booked with the 70s, so that should be fun. All right. Bye. Bye.